What up, everybody? Welcome to another edition of the Sunday Dinner Podcast, brought to you by Team Nitty Radio Zone, OG Nitty, and Nutrella. Due to some scheduling conflicts, we actually didn't eat this episode. Bummer, right? We still drank, though. But that didn't change the fact that we dove right in, opening up with some banter about how the universe works and how great it is. We also address dating etiquette, white people, white peopling, the drug game, a hip-hop retirement, and more. But just because we didn't eat doesn't mean you can't. So grab a plate and grab a glass, because around here at Sunday dinner, everyone eats. At least everyone else tonight. All right, y'all. It's me. It's me. You know who it is. It's the OG. Here we are for another episode of our great podcast. It's one that I started with a friend of mine. Also one of my co-hosts on Team Nitty Radio. Which on that show she goes by the new guy, but on this show she goes by new Trello. That's right. Welcome to Sunday dinner. Where everyone eats. And we back, man. We got a lot to talk about. Do we have a lot to talk about? I'm not sure. We kind of going off the cup today. It's not one of our typical Sunday dinners. Um, one reason is we actually don't have any food. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking that. I was like, are we going to talk? Oh, we don't even have an iPad. Yeah, yeah. I didn't, like, this kind of was impromptu because it wasn't supposed, the this recording wasn't supposed to happen at this time. But then we, uh, due to scheduling conflicts, but then, and we both had scheduling conflicts, but then both of us were able to get unconflicted, I guess you could say. <laughs> or deconflicted, unconflicted, deconflicted. I like deconflicted. Okay. We were able to get yeah. deconflicted. And here we are. That's why I don't even have the iPad set up for the video because I was like, you know what? We'll be all right. Plus, you know. Well, fun is if they can't see us eating, right? But <laughs> that don't stop this drinking, though. I'm going to tell you that right now. Today's episode is being brought to you by Bacardi Superior, Ron Superior Carta Blanca. Yes, yeah, Santiago de Cuba, established in 1862. That's Bacardi White, not Bacardi Dark. Makes a great night. Keeps you out the park. That made no sense, but it was bars. Hey, Bacardi, cut us a check. <laughs> and we're mixing it with apple juice today. Yeah, um, I've never done that. It actually tastes yeah, good. Yeah, I like the combination. Yeah, yeah, I wasn't sure. I was like, oh, okay. So a lot of you might have heard that here first. Bacardi and apple juice right here on the Sunday Dinner Podcast. Now, also, I feel like I'm kind of taking a page out of uh, out of the book of some fellow podcasters. Uh, there, the name of their show is Bruising Banter. Shout out to my guy Lou, a.k.a. Lou Belgium, a.k.a. Flat. Who's a part of that crew? And you know they highlight different beers um, every pod, every time they podcast, every week that they podcast, they spotlight a lot of breweries, things of that nature. And I do have a beer here that's also uh, we're also showcasing. And this was actually gifted to me by my good friend Shaggy, aka Shaggy Yella, a beer connoisseur in her own right. She actually started a movement where she travels from state to state looking for the finest craft beers in those areas. And she purchased a cooler in which she's putting the, the brewing company stickers on that cooler, kind of to show, you know, Shaggy was here. And what she presented me with is an American ale known as Dryline. It's brewed and canned by the Dancing Gnome Brewing Company, which is located at 225 Main Street in Pittsburgh, PA. That's right, this is Dryline by the Dancing Gnome Brewing Company. And yeah, they they put the they put this text in like the dark part of the can, so you can't really read it. It says, "Give it a second life. Consume, recycle, repeat." Oh, they want me to recycle the can. I'm probably not gonna. It looks like a recycle. Okay. Yeah, I'm probably not gonna do that. Oh, I didn't even notice that my my thumb was all over it and whatnot. Good eye over there, Detroit. Um, it's six percent alcohol by volume. I haven't tasted it yet, but you're gonna hear me crack it. Let's see what it's hitting for. 
Yep, tastes like an American pale ale. Nothing to write home about, but I'm going to go ahead and drink it. I mean, it's good that a pale ale tastes like a pale ale. I've had better pale ales. Uh, well, I'm, I guess I'm more, because see, I guess I didn't realize this is, I guess, you've heard of IPAs? I just learned about it when we went to Charlotte. Well, this would be considered an APA then. So I guess I'm, I guess I, I like India pale ale more than America pale ale. Oh, okay. So, you know, but you could definitely taste the ale. Um, 6%, that's a decent ABV, you know, not going to do too much. So is it the same ale that's in ginger ale? Hmm? No, no, no. Yeah, the beer, um, alcohol related ale is different than soft drink related ale. Um, that's why I like, did you watch Game of Thrones? Never. Okay. Well, I'm I have to say it like that. But yeah, no, I have you know. it. <laughs> but I'm sure you heard like the olden days where they would drink ale mm -hmm. and it would be a good drunken party. They were never talking about soft drink ale. Mm -hmm. So if it was ale, it was chance of some kind of beer or, you know, alcohol related substance. Okay. So I guess I guess I wonder if that means the ginger softens the ale. That's what I was wondering. I yeah, I like is it the same is it like a, a similar manufacturing process but the ginger alters the chemical makeup of the ale thus making it non-alcoholic that'd be pretty amazing if ginger could do all that i'm thinking well i mean you look at me with a blank stare i don't know because i was listening oh okay and trying to answer your question and thinking about something else at the same time oh, okay so i have this lollipop here mm -hmm. i have this lollipop here uh -huh. and i'm trying to decide if i should eat it why but are you trying to say she is? Because I also feel like I shouldn't. Because I know our podcast is going to be about an hour to an hour and a half, and then I'm going to drive home. Uh huh. So I don't know. What does that have to do with the lollipop? I'm not just not sure if I should eat it now or wait till I get home. What What would be the difference? Like that's what I'm trying to figure out. What's What What does the podcast time have to do with when you should eat oh, this lollipop? Oh, eat this because this is a special lollipop. Oh, yes. okay. So that's why I'm okay. But then if you either way you get home, you'd have to probably force yourself to stay up late. If if like I'm not, I mean I don't know if you're tired or not now, but I'd hate mm -hmm. to eat. I hate for you to eat it and then to go to waste because you went right to sleep. Right. But then I'm like, you don't want to be jacked up going home. Trying to and, go home, and next thing I know, I'd be sleep right there on the couch. Right. So. Well. Maybe um, take some of it and save some later. How about that? I'm really interested. That's all. I'm interested too now. That's, <laughs> that's real fancy of you. She only brought one, y'all. She only brought one. I got this in because I had this for uh, a while. She only brought one. I had this for a while. She only brought one. I like sweets, treats. It's okay, though. <laughs> It'd be the ones closest to you. That's what they say, right? <laughs> so, yeah, that's what was brought to you by. Now... You know, I guess I just like to say I'm starting over the story, but it's not really a story versus I want to talk about, I guess, a couple of events that have happened. Um, but it's all under the umbrella of when I tell y'all that the universe be coming through for the kid, the universe be coming through for the kid. This is why I call myself Tufts. That's the universe's favorite son, for those who don't know. And I always tell people, you know, I really believe, firmly believe, once you, you manifest stuff, mm -hmm. you really put it into the air, and you really believe it, or even put works towards it, like... It's going to come to you. I agree. You know? Um, and I feel like that transcends beyond faiths. So whether you're like Christian or mm -hmm. Muslim or you follow Ifa tradition, my I should say, or what have you, I feel like this general principle Work. goes across. And it's probably listed in whatever 
scriptures you read just in a different form. Like when I talk about, you know, manifesting and putting up in your works, I guess in the Christian faith you hear about faithful that works is dead, right? You better know your scriptures. <laughs> you always know the scriptures. <laughs> so, and, and you know, I, I think sometimes people get lost in that concept, but it really means you can't have all the faith in the world, you know, but you know, you got to put in the work. That's, I guess that's why I say you got to, you can have faith the size of a mustard seed because if you really believe in that, you Are put you in the work. on this good Sunday dinner podcast? I, 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 that wasn't the intent, but I guess if it, you know, if it moves you, it moves you. And you know, even now as I'm saying that, I've never really like given super thought to the faith of a mustard seed, but then when I really think about it, if you take a mustard seed or pick any seed, most right. seeds are very small. You put them in the ground. If you put in your work, meaning you water it, nurture it, feed, yeah. you know, do it to keep the soil proper, it will grow into whatever that is supposed to grow. Into. Fruits yes. of your labor. So yeah, that look. Dang. Yes, son. you are preaching <laughs> on this good Sunday dinner. Tabernacle. <laughs> Tabernacle. Don't mind the rum in the in the, in the ale, y'all. <laughs> so I said that to say, just and it's just little things that's happening. So so here's the thing. I think too, like. When you tell people manifest, believe this and that and the other, sometimes they'll say something like, all right, well, I'm going to manifest a million dollars next Wednesday. No, let's yeah. not be ridiculous. But sometimes we overlook the little things that are happening right. to us or for us. So, for instance, um, I, like my man Lonnie, I call him, he's like my my good luck charm. Because <laughs> we go to shop right together a lot mm-hmm. and get stuff. I always get stuff in my route. I'm like, you need anything from shop right? He'd be like, nah, but you know, I could always find some. So we went recently. Well, we went one time and I was looking for some smoked paprika. And they have it there, but it's not a lot of it. And right. I couldn't find it in the aisle. I couldn't find it. So I always see Carol. I was like, yo, I can't find smoked paprika, but I feel like you're my good luck charm. And plus he just he just has a knack for navigating the grocery store. <laughs> I'm talking about everything from the coupon ass. Like, really? I'll even go in there and I'll be like, guys, he's like, oh, you know there's a coupon for that, right? An extra $2. I'm like, what? No, I didn't know because I don't really do coupons. He's like, no, it's right here. And it's like, I was like, damn. That's why I was telling him. I was telling him he's an old head at heart because he really be having an actual circular. Like, <laughs> even in this digital age that we're in. So he comes down the aisle. He's doing his thing. And boom, smoke paprika. Here you go. <laughs> so this most recent trip to uh, Shop Right, I was just getting a couple of things. I really, I just wanted a bag of shrimp mm-hmm. and uh, like some Miracle Whip. So roughly was eighteen dollars. Right. So we get there, got my shrimp, got my Miracle Whip. He walking. We happen to see a, a dude I knew from the hood, like in one of my um, one of my old working capacities, and. You know, said what's up to the dude, whatever, for a Then I go back to like looking at stuff in the aisle. Uh, Lonnie, he says, to, he said, you look familiar. You related to, you look like one of my family members. So you related to such and such. He knows, you know, one of those kind. Mm-hmm. Another way that we know Lonnie is old as hell because he's one, he's one of those, right? Yeah. <laughs> and it was going back and forth about a little bit. He's like, yeah, I think I know such and such. Out of nowhere, mind you, I'm not even in there. I mean, I hear them, but I'm not mm-hmm. in their condo. Out of nowhere, the dude tells Lonnie, yeah, I got the EBT. I got $30 on it. I'm letting it ride for 15 So Lonnie was like, well, I ain't really come here to shop. You know, nitty over there. I was like, I said, well, I ain't got no cash. And Lonnie was like, oh, I got something in the car. You know, I got So boom, he go to the car, get a 15 That's the And plus he was like, I mean, you pretty much already spent 15 right here. Right. So now here I was like, let me get some more items. So here I go, got the 30 come up for the 15 Universe then came through, right? Not 
And if that ain't enough to make you believe, the other day, because you know, I be wanting to get my hair cut, but sometimes my my work schedules conflict with me trying to get out. So I I'm at it was this was Thursday. And I was just doing my morning routine, manifestations, all of that. I'm you know, getting ready for work. And I'm looking at myself like, damn, I really need to get to the barber to get a shape up. So then I was just like, I ain't, I said, I said, I ain't trying to be all crazy and nothing with the universe. But should y'all see fit to make, you know, have my boss want to leave work early or something just so I can leave early? I ain't, I ain't going to be mad at it. Really, it was just just to me. You think my boss didn't leave? <laughs> and like, I don't even know what time he left, but I know it was before 2 o'clock. I happened to come out and see, because we got a board that shows whether he's in or out. And his thing said out. I was like, what the hell? I was like, damn, show enough. So I hit up the barber. I was like, you know, I got to do the next job at five. So I hit the barber. I was like, yo, what's, what's it looking like in there? He said he had like five heads in there. Now, for those who don't know, by barber standards, five heads is a lot. Yeah. That's a lot of time. And he's usually like that, like has that many heads. So I was like, I'm going to just try anyway, right? So you know, hop in the whip, get on. I start heading over there, and I, te- I text him. I was like, you think, I said, I'm about to be in like five minutes. You think I'll be out by 4.30? At this time, it's closing in on 2.30. He hadn't responded. So I get to the shop. He's walking out the shop. I guess he's going to get some. I was like, you get my taste? He's like, nah. I was like, oh, I was seeing if I, you think I'd be out by 4.30. He's like, oh, you could be out in like 20 minutes. You, you got the chair next. I said, huh? I walk in and there was nobody in the shop. <laughs> what? The universe rolled out the red carpet. I done got my shape up and everything. Not only did I leave the entire, I had time to go home and, 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 and do chores and cook a meal. All before you went to work. Before I went to my other job. So that way I also kept in line with my nutrition because I'm on this new nutrition kit because, you know, cats were telling me I've been shedding a few. So I'm like, well, let me keep working toward that day. You know what I mean? Because, you know, I'm trying to give out these classic man vibes to infinity and beyond <laughs> now. Trying to give out these Jadena vibes because for those of y'all who don't know, a couple people done told me I'm giving them Jadena vibes. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? My looks out here. So I was like, well, let me just go ahead and try to get in shape like a man too. You know what I mean? But... Yeah, those are just a couple of little instances, and I just want to say, you know, shout out to the universe. The little, don't overlook the little things, y'all. Don't overlook because once you start, a, yeah. once you start, a, especially when you start appreciating those, your 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 whole mentality will start to shift because you'll start to really believe, and then those bigger things will happen. Now, I'm still not saying that means you're going to get a million dollars in seven days, but other bigger things, other life transformations will happen, and before you know, it, boom, even things that might make you uncomfortable, you know, but. If it's for the greater good, it's for your betterment. You go ahead and do that. But that was my story that I was starting to show for it. Do you ever have any stories to start a show with? Um, I don't know. I mean, well, I can say that, um, well, this week, my high school was trying to start uh, BSU. Mm-hmm. Oh, where? Black yeah. Studio? Mm-hmm. At the school. Okay. And so last year, I was approached by the young lady who wanted to start it and asked me would I be the faculty advisor. Mm-hmm. So I said yes. Well, come to find out this summer, not only was her proposal, which was turned in first for the BSU, um, there was a proposal turned in for MSU. Mm-hmm. So we got a new principal. Wait, MSU? Minority, Minority student. student. Okay. Mm-hmm. So the new principal calls me over the summer and he's like... Is that, was that to be separate from the Black Student Union? Yes. Is that like an All Lives Matter of Student Unions? Kind of, yes. Feels, and that was my like thing. It. So... We had our first meeting with the two, with the advisors, so with the adults. So mm-hmm. me, the advisor of the Black Student Union, and another teacher, the advisor of the Minority Student Union. Mm-hmm. And our principal was basically 
trying to say, well, why can't we all just go under the minority student union um, tag and do, you know, this, this, and this, you know, and let's just build cohesion. Mm -hmm. And that's basically what I said to him. I didn't use the exact words, um, don't try to all lives matter, Mm -hmm. this black student union. But what I said to him was, I do agree that in the world that we live in, we do need to be a cohesive um, society and full of inclusion. Mm -hmm. But we can't be so inclusive that we forget that individual identities that brought about this inclusion. Mm-hmm. And I said that's what and I said that's kind of what's happening here. Yeah. We still have to remember the individual parts that mm-hmm. made it one. And he was like, Oh, so I was glad that I was there to at least bring that and come to find out it seems like the minority student union is more of like an international student union. Mm-hmm. Their goals were focusing more on um the lives and the trials of the the immigrant student, uh-huh. either first generation immigrant mm-hmm. or ones whose parents were immigrants and then brought them here, mm-hmm. um, or or they were born here, you know, but their parents were immigrants. Either or, just um, focusing on there. And I was like, well, that's in my opinion, and you could correct me if I'm wrong. That's two totally different experiences. Mm-hmm. So they're kind of two totally different organizations right. from that aspect. So, I don't know, he tried to all eyes matter it again today. So we had to take this today. We had another conversation, but we brought the leaders of the two mm-hmm. unions in. So it's tabled until next week. So I don't know. We'll have to you let know, you know how that works. I commend you for putting it, put, presenting your, your take so eloquently. Because I'm quick to be like, don't all eyes matter my shit. <laughs> I tell a motherfucker, quick, yo, so you just go all eyes matter my shit? Because that's literally what you're doing. And right. I'm not here for the shit. Like, nah, whatever. Oh, also I want to say, so you know, part of the reason, for those who don't know, this is Sunday dinner, but we stopped pre-recording on Sundays. It's still Sunday dinner because y'all hear this on Sunday during dinner time. <laughs> I know. I thought about that yeah. when I said today. I was like, oh, wait a minute. Yeah, I, was I heard you. And I, was like, I was like, you know what? We're going to go ahead and take that monkey off our backs. Yeah. <laughs> because somebody did say to me, I told somebody recently, I was like, you know, we record on Fridays. I was like, Friday for Sunday dinner? I was like, first of all, don't judge. Because half the shit you watch is already pre-recorded, regardless of the day yes. it comes on. And you don't have no problems with that, right? I said, so, but the fact remains, this comes on during their Sunday dinners. Right. You know, so, and so it's Sunday fucking dinner. <laughs> just pre-recording on Fridays. Uh, I say that to say, you know, part of the reason we rescheduled on Friday, it's just part of the reason, is, you know, to a new guy, you know, and uh, as I'm at a point in my life where I'm finally trying to do better financially I do better by my funds mm-hmm. everybody who really knows me knows I'm a social whore in the streets some people may call it a social butterfly now nah, I'm a social whore okay and, like there'll be times I'll be like I'm not going out but somebody hit me like yo son I ain't see you in a minute come on I'm like oh shit okay yeah I haven't seen you in a minute this is the slightest thing you know what I mean so I was like if I do it record on Fridays that'll keep me from going out on Fridays which is my day I start happy hour and I go boom boom all night and I said like, because even like when we done recording, let's say if the boss still open, right? And let's say if I still got the urge to step out. It's a difference between stepping out at 5 o'clock and stepping out at, let's say, 11 o'clock. Right. You're going to spend less and all that. So my point for bringing that up is, so today I got my cub, my daughter, and I was taking her, I was going to go see my parents, and my nephew was over there as well, but my parents or her cousin, and they think, she and, her, she and my cousin, they think of Steve's, mm-hmm. they um, four and six respectively. And so I was taking her against him, I was like, I'm going to take her to McDonald's, I was like, well, of course, 
Um, once I verified my cousin was gonna, my nephew was gonna be, I was like, well, I gotta get some. I'm gonna get something too. Then I was like, let me get something for my mother. Just basically for the yeah. family. And that's like, when I tallied up what it was coming out to, I was like, damn, it's like a ball tab. I was like, it's like I almost offset what the fuck I was trying to do. <laughs> what you were trying place. to do? Yeah. I was like, so this twofold. So one, that's that. You know, like, damn, this is a ball tab. But two, shout out to you motherfuckers with like whole families and shit. That be having to like do meals for whole families yes. and shit. Like, you know, if you got a couple kids, three kids, or if it's like the the, the, the significant other, this and that, and the other. Cause like, you figure, my, cause I got stuff for myself, but then it's my my daughter, my nephew, something so for my mother, my brother, my father. He don't really do too much with it, but I figure he would just share what they wanted. So, but yeah, it added up like. I definitely, I think I spent like $30 at Mickey D's, a place with a dollar menu. Yep. So. It can happen really quickly. Yeah. I, well, I could go to Firestone and I could get a few good ones for uh, $30. I ain't going to owe you. So, so this was your brother's child? Yeah, my oh, brother's okay. daughter. I mean, my brother's son. So, yeah, I just wanted to point that out. But let's move forward. I got a question. Sure. And I guess this falls, this kind of falls under the lines or the umbrella of, We'll call it, for lack of a better term, dating etiquette. Okay. Like, do you believe there's certain etiquettes in dating? Like, not just necessarily you go out on, like, on a date, but between two people who have some kind of involvement. So, this is not first dates. This is a continuous dating situation. Well, through multiple stages, let's say. Okay. So, let's say you, you get to know each other, maybe some first date stuff. Mm-hmm. Or you've been dating for a while and certain things. Or maybe you, you could even just be fuck buddies. Okay. Casual sex partners. Do you just, do you feel like there's certain etiquettes or a certain set of manners that, or unofficial rules people should kind of follow in these I things? Do. All right, good. So let, let's dig into a little more. Because um, I know we live in a world where, you know, people say nobody owes you anything, kind mm-hmm. of sort of, right? And. First thing I want to touch on is closure. Do you do you feel like for do you feel like as people have been dealing? First of all, do you believe in closure, like that people should I, get it closure? Depends. It depends on how long y'all been together. Okay, that was gonna be my leading. If you do, does it depend? Does there a cut a cutoff, if you yeah. will? So like, let's say if you were if it was just a couple weeks, you, I don't you know no closure neither. Mm-hmm. But if it's been like months, do you start at months? Um, I would say closer to the. It's close when you're in months, but you can round mm. to the year mark. Okay. Then yeah, I probably. If a person don't want to deal or whatever, they should owe you something. Right. Yeah, because I mean, personally, I'm a firm believer in closure, and I get it. Yeah, like, and I'm kind of like you. Like, if y'all been, let's say, talking for two weeks or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, it is just what it is. Maybe it just faded or whatever. Maybe somebody else took their interest. Blah 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 blah. Right. Blah. You, I feel like, I feel like, and that's because I feel like you. Sh- of course, I can't speak to a person's feelings. Cause you know they say shit happens, mm-hmm. love at first sight, blah blah blah. But I often feel like you're not invested enough into that to be to have, have to, to need closure, right? Yeah. But then there are situations where I feel like yeah, you do. Cause I've spoken to people who say they don't care how long you've been dealing, they don't owe you shit if they decide to cut you off or just not speak to you or whatever. I'm like, that's fucked up. Mm-hmm. Cause you fuck up another person like doing that. I'm like, well, what the fuck happened? Right. Right. Um, I've, I've had that happen to me with you know people I've dealt with for a good minute. I'm like, oh, okay, this 
not a good feeling at it's all. It's not like you could have said something. Yeah, and that's my thing too. Is like, well, I could. Of course, I can only speak for me. I'm not gonna like, like if you give me your reason, and if that's your, reason, I'm not gonna beat you down or like try to convince you per se otherwise mm -hmm. you know what i mean but it's like at least you let me know well i don't know your breath stink well, i don't know your feet too big well, i don't know i just somebody else is you know tickle my ivories better than you i don't mm -hmm. know but yeah at least you gave me something said so it had me walking around like well what the hell right happened with that okay so that's good to know because i said i've had that happen to me and i've seen that matter of fact i was i just met this young lady now this is not a deal between me I, I, it's my homegirl's cousin mm -hmm. and she was dealing with a guy i don't even know how long, how long or whatever but I guess they were supposed to link up, and then he hit her, and he stood up, or he backed out. He's like, oh, he's, I don't know, he said he was sick or something. Some lame, something, his dog-gated kind of thing. But then, um, of course, a small-ass Delaware, oh, one, yeah. one of her people saw him saw out him at the bar <laughs> at the very time that he said he was not doing anything. And she was, she, she was a younger gal, too, so, you know. She was like, you know, she wanted to go to the bar, mm. but not on some old, like, confront him, but. She just wanted him to see her? Right. And wanted to wanted it to be like, a, oh, fancy me and you here. What, right. what happened? I thought, yeah. So, me and her cousin wound up rolling over her to the bar. I was like, okay, this is different. I was, I was laughing in my head because I was like, yeah, it's some young stuff, but okay, I can dig it, though. Mm -hmm. I would have mad. If you want closure, you want closure. And, like, basically. Oh, cause I guess she hit him, and he didn't hit her back or whatever. Or he so basically she got there. He still ain't say shit. He was there with another chick, but he ain't even say shit to her. No, oh, he didn't even say hi. Like I mean, she didn't go up in his face, but she know she walked like past him or whatever. Make sure she and he ain't even so much to say hi. And you know, it made her feel away. Did she say hi to him? She did not. Why not? I I, I, I think that part of her like her. She had an apprehension about it. I guess she was hoping he would say something at first. Everybody's not neutral. Oh, I mean, I'm, I'm I know right. you'd go right Because I'm, I'm trying to but understand if I took all, the time to come there. Yeah, I'm about to say, first of all, you wouldn't have fancy meeting you here. Once you knew he was at the motherfucker, you'd have went to the <laughs> motherfucker like, what the fuck? <laughs> I heard you was at the motherfucker, and it seems to be true. <laughs> um, so, I mean, yeah, that's what I'm just thinking. I'm like, well, you, you went there. I'm not right. just going to prance back and forth. Waiting for you to say mm -hmm. something. Like, no, because at this point, I'm not going to give you an opportunity to say that you didn't see me. Mm -hmm. So, if I walk back and forth, back and forth, and just play, oh, yeah, I know you see me. I can't with 100%. If he say, I didn't even see you, what are you talking about? Or whatever. Of course, I would have spoke mm -hmm. to you if I see Like, you can't really combat that. Yeah. Because you didn't make sure that, that he saw you. Right. Mm-hmm. You're right. Um, so, yeah, you know, I happened to see her the next day. At her cousin's crib because she had a function and she's like yeah like i ain't heard nothing from me so i was like you know what i get it you want that closure so i'm a fan of closure too but i was, but i told her i said matter of fact from whence because i told her the night before from whence you said he said what he said about he wasn't going to make it out mm -hmm. whatever. and then your homegirl said she saw him and then you text him reached out to him and he didn't respond back. I said, you got your answer right there. Yeah. So I said, I mean, you didn't get your closure, but you got your answer. Mm -hmm. So at this point, it's just time to keep it pushing. You know. I mean, I'm going to venture. I'm going to venture to say they couldn't have been dealing that long. 
because if they were, I feel like then she would have felt moved to get up in his face like, yo, what the hell? Especially if you would have never joined. Right. So, yeah. But, yeah, I feel like closure's a thing. I do feel that, and I could be wrong because, you know, I could just be biased because I'm a woman. Mm -hmm. But I do think that lack of closure comes from more guys than it does girls. Um, And maybe I'm wrong. I mean, it could be. I don't know the numbers on that. Me neither. But I feel like the way... Again, this is this is me speaking with my biased mind because mm-hmm. I'm a girl. Um, I just feel like the way that guys do it sometimes. I don't know. I don't know. Is it just it, maybe it's just? I feel like men have more of a lack of communication skills than women. I don't know, cause now let's see a point. As I got older, and I start to learn of the savage ways of women. And even, like, whether it's be seeing others or just seeing how women talk and stuff now, I mean it. Even my experiences with some women, because I've been victim to experiences with women. And I'm like, nah, you know, women are fucked up. So, yes, that could just be skewed by the body. It could be. And I don't think women are that much of a savage. I mean, if we talking, you just, you were speaking from your experiences. I'm speaking from mine. That's true. And I'm speaking from my witness, too. So, I mean, social media, I don't know. I know people sometimes put on the front for social media. Right. But a lot of these women that be saying some of this shit, a woman I do know. And I was like, I didn't know you had that in you. Like, fuck. So, what is your definition of savagery from a woman? Like, give me an example. I mean, it could be a bunch of different shit. Like, um, okay. Uh, all right. Um, remember women, and I'm not saying it's women I know, but well, I remember one time, I want to say it was last year. Woman started this whole movement of waste his time. Twenty eighteen, I think it was called waste his time. Like you perp to purposely lead a guy on and make him think there was something brewing, and then just cut him the fuck off because I guess they felt like it was their way of getting back at men for quote unquote wasting their time in the past. <laughs> but even when, but with their logic, it's not even like it's like not necessarily do was leading them down the path. It just didn't go the way they thought it was gonna go. So they felt like the time was wasted. So now they purposely want to fuck it. Fuck up. Like, <laughs> that's go fucked out. up shit. <laughs> that is messed up. Yeah. Wasted time. That's, I didn't know anything about yeah, that, but that, that's funny. It's, it's a whole hashtag. You probably still click on it to this day. Um, that's more fucked up than the women who say they'll go out on dates with men they know they're not interested in just for the free meal. Knowing the men are interested in them and want something. I've said that. I mean, before. that's in it. Not only is that a version of wasted time, but damn, now, come on now. In my younger days, I was with yeah. it. I was with the shit. You being a freeloader. <laughs> I was. I mean, especially if it was a restaurant I ain't never been to mm-hmm. before. You and, know. And but so then many- I feel like at the same time, if you've asked me out several times and I've turned you down and now all of a sudden you choose, like, I guess this different type of restaurant and I say yes, I feel like you should already know. So every dude you've done that to, he asked you several, he's asked you out several times prior? I would say maybe not like a direct ask, but has mentioned it several times prior as to we should do this, we should do that. And you know, it's crazy because even though, you know, you know, like, like I was documenting saying on the last podcast episode, I'm still a lover of love. I'm a believer in it. Mm-hmm. I'm not against the dating game like a lot of people seem to be. Mm-hmm. I'm not, but I see shit like that and I'm like, damn, the game fucked up, yo. It is. Because <laughs> it's that shit and more or like, you know, uh, I think we had the discussion. I think we touched on it last week about 
with a take a man on a date thing and the woman saying oh, shit yeah. like nah he gotta put out if I'm oh I saw the person that you read right? too you saw no. it right and I was like oh that's where this call came exactly. from exactly okay gall wow women are animals yo these women are, but men are cheap that's what I was told anyway but <laughs> so let me ask you this other thing in terms of rules and etiquette um if somebody if somebody, let's say you have plans to go out with somebody. Mm-hmm. Of course, most of this is preferential. It's all opinion. It's not like fact-based, no study findings. Correct, and right. It's just me and Nutrella chopping it up. If somebody, let's say you're supposed to go out with somebody, um, y'all be talking or whatever, y'all, y'all set up to go out on another meet or whatever, mm-hmm. right? Or maybe it's the first one, who knows? And they cancel on you, right? Mm-hmm. Do you feel like they... Could at least tell you why they're canceling on you. I mean, not like go deep into the details, but like a something came up or. I'm or again, this goes back to how long we've been. What if it's fresh? If it's fresh, I honestly don't expect a long explanation. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a text like "Oh, I can't make it out again." Mm-hmm. Like you said, something came up. That's mm-hmm. it. Okay. I don't need to know what so, something is because we're not. So what if they was like, I can't do it. But they didn't give us something came up. They were just like, yeah, I'm oh, not going to do it again. Saturday or whatever. Um, Again, if it's something new and fresh, it's just like, oh, all right. Okay. Do you find, is there a difference between cancellation and postpone or reschedule for you? A difference? Yeah. yeah. Cancellation is, is done. Well, There's I feel no like. chance of I feel like, happening again. Because I only need to ask because I was like, in a way, a postponement still means you cancel. You're just reschedule. You're just creating a new date but there's right. still a cancellation so there's a, right but there's a date in mind mm-hmm. to me a cancellation is um, there's no next setup it's just mm-hmm. like oh I'm not going to be able to make it mm-hmm. okay but if you say oh I can't make it this Saturday mm-hmm. can you do next Saturday blah 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 that lets me know that there's mm-hmm. still some real interest okay. there because you're at least rescheduling right. I had a situation and I felt a little bit of a way not a heavy way mm-hmm. not a major but I was like hmm it like made me raise my eyebrow a little bit. Because see, this is my thing. And I'm not going to tie it totally to this. But I have a thing about, you know, um, valuing other people's time. Yeah. Like I hate when people are very late. Or late. And say, well, you already know that anyway. Yeah. So I'm like, you know, yeah, exactly. You know what <laughs> shit. So, the other situation. I'm going to show this to link up. Go out. She reached out to me about it. You know, well. You know, just talking to me, she was like, well, um, what are you doing Saturday? Are you free Saturday or whatever? And I was like, yeah, da 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 Okay, cool, we'll go out, blah, blah, blah. Then hit me up, let's say Friday. It was like, um, what you said? Oh, are you, are you free any, are you free Sunday versus Saturday? Mm-hmm. And I was like, nah, not really. So... Um, that's why I started. I just made a joke. I was like, "Dang, canceling on me already on the first date or whatever." And it wasn't the first date; it was the first time she actually invited me out. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, "Not canceling on postpone." I was like, "Ah, oh, it's kind of the same thing." Da da da. But it was like I said, it was on a bad. I had my mm-hmm. LOLs in there and shit. And she got serious. No, well, she was just like, "Okay," and then she was just like, and then like, uh, oh, then she was just like. Uh, yeah, it's not our first day. I was like, I know, I was just the first one you invited me on. And she's like, okay. And then I just said her shit else, right? And I'm like, 
what the fuck? That was very casual in your cancellation. Like, oh, yeah, we postpone whatever. And I'm like, and you know, don't get me wrong, I'm a guy who uses okay, okay is one of my favorite shit. Right. And usually, if I, if I get to the point of okay, it's like, I, right, I'm kind of just done. Yeah, like, I've checked out. Yeah. Yeah, I'm good. Or you're going on too much or whatever. Or right. you come to me, you come to me and started fucking the game up. Right. So I'm like, damn. I'm looking at these OKs with this cancellation because right, as she said, she postponed it. There was no new date proposed. Mm-hmm. So, so it's not a postponement. It's still a cancellation. It's still a cancellation. And so I, I couple, I grouped the fact that of there was no reschedule plus those casual ass OKs because I feel like I'm an OK doctorate, an OK PhD. And there was no something came up or nothing. It was just like I was I like, it was just it. too casual. Of, it wasn't even that. It was just like, are you available another day? And I was like, it's because my thing is like, I feel like, let's say if it was something, and this is just me thinking. I personally feel like it was something, let's say some family related something, whatever. Not saying you had to tell me, but you would have at the very least said, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. I can't make it. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I think that's where I was going with it. I didn't even get so much of, I'm sorry, you know, for having to. It was just, just like, like yeah, and I'm like, oh, now, so, okay, so you, maybe you're not valuing this. As much as, yeah. and I think that, that and, and that's where I say the whole communication piece of it. So mm-hmm. I have students who, like, even at the beginning of this year, new students who come in are talking to me about their, you know, little relationships or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so I had a young lady, she was like, you know, me and this guy, I guess that she was talking to or whatever, they used to talk every day. Um... And the conversations have recently, in her opinion, slowed down. Mm-hmm. And she was like, oh, you know, I asked him, you know, if he was still interested, you know, or whatever. And he was like, yeah, yeah, I'm still interested. Um, I just don't like to talk on the phone. I'd rather text or whatever. But now she says that he doesn't text her either. So she's like, well, what should I do? And I was like, I feel like he's telling you. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, he's not, and she's like, well, why wouldn't he just say something if that's the case? And I'm like, I, that I can't answer. Yeah. I don't know why he wouldn't just tell you, you know, what it is that he thinks or whatever. But right. I was like, yeah, no, he's, he's telling you what it is and what it is is not you. Right. And, you know, cause I'm a communicator, I feel like, and mm-hmm. I appreciate communication, though. but I also feel like I'm not going to jump down your throat for a lot of shit, especially, like I said, early on, if I don't, if I don't feel like I, I feel like you work your way up to certain milestones, mm-hmm. if you will, or checkpoints in relations or relationships or whatever ship you want to call it. So I'm, I'm always being so conscientious of that. Mm-hmm. I might be more reserved than I probably should be just to make sure I'm not overstepping, quote unquote, said bounds. So if the communication ain't right, I'm starting to side eye you a little bit like, because you know. How else do you work up to the next level? Right, without the communication piece. Right. So, yeah, but like I said, over the years, I started learning. And you know, it's a lot of shit men used to get blamed for, for like these kind of red flags and stuff or whatever Mm -hmm. you want to call them. Not saying they haven't done it. But I'm like, damn, women not catching as much of a rap that they should be catching. Because I've been through quite a few things with quite a few women. I'm like, this is bullshit. Or or I, I always come back to this quote, how old are we? Like, what the fuck? You're doing young shit. Like, when you said you did that shit, you said in your younger days. Oh, yeah. The waste of time? But yeah. these were fucking women my age now. Like, like I especially used to do it when I was a teenager. Yeah, these are women in their 30s talking about waste yeah, of no, time. Yeah, no, I'm not doing that now. You know what I mean? That's a waste of my time. Yeah. 
And I'm not wasting mm-hmm. my own time. Mm-hmm. But then you turn around and be like, damn, I ain't got no man that's in that the other right. one. I ain't got... Yeah, because you was wasting time. Yeah, no. Now, when I was talking about it, I did it. I was like 16, yeah, you know. 15 through 17, you know, mm-hmm. back when there wasn't no cell phones. And right. dudes used to say, oh, I'm coming over to your house. Well, I look for a quarter while you're walking. You stop <laughs> at the pay phone. And tell me when you close. <laughs> Damn, y'all. Like she said pay phone. Some of y'all motherfuckers never seen a pay phone in real life. Yeah. Like, that might be listening yeah, to this. That's what we had back then. Yeah. yeah. And I was dead serious. I was like, you better make sure you find a, a quarter on the ground. And if you ever seen one, we still got one on the corner of Knife and Tatnall outside the Verizon building in Wilmington, Delaware. Nope. Been there. Been there as long as I've been around. Oh. And I've seen people use it. That's it what really shook me out. Yeah. I've seen people on that shit. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, you know, it's funny because I'm like, okay, you know, back in the days when pay phone was the thing, right? You have collectors come around because you got to get the bread out. I wonder how often a collector has to come get that pay phone on, right? Do they actually pay somebody a full salary to, to go come around? around because then, how many pay phones are they going after? Like, yeah. And then, how much revenue? How, how much could, is it now to use a pay phone? Yeah, I guess it's still it's fifty cent maybe. It's fifty cent now. I remember it went up to fifty cent at one point, but it's yeah. been so long. Because I remember it was like a quarter. For I feel a I feel like that shit should have gone back down to a quarter it just because shit go down to a fucking dime. Honestly, <laughs> payphone should really be a normal one experience. <laughs> I mean, shit, they, especially with the advent of the uh, quote unquote Obama phone, like yeah, anybody, almost can anybody can get yeah, that. Between that and every prepaid plan, a Boost Mobile, Cricket. Yeah, so Whatever you, you want to call like, it. Why are you still on the payphone? Yeah, I mean, I know shit happens. Hell, shit, maybe your phone just broke that Or day, maybe man. you just want to use that number instead of your... I won't, matter of fact, I won't lie. It's funny you should say I remember a story years ago while I was over here. Um, I left my phone in one of my people's whips or whatever. Mm-hmm. It was like on a good drunken night. So I didn't have my phone that next morning when I woke up and I had to get in contact with this person and um, I didn't have a laptop at that time. Right. Even if I did, they didn't have social media. So I walked over to that payphone right there on the corner of Knife and Tattoo and got on that motherfucker and called him. I was like, yo, I'm actually dead ass on the payphone. I was, I was like, yo, I hope he picks up because the pay, I don't got this. Yeah, because of the number, yeah. 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 I remember when you used to call the payphones um, when I was dating a guy at Cheney, mm-hmm. like they had the pay phones and you got the number and you mm-hmm. had to like try to call in and then my church had a pay phone. Oh, damn. So I used to call the pay phone if I wanted to speak to my mom or mm-hmm. whatever. The drug dealers used to have to hang by the pay phone and shit. I wonder if this is the number. You still know. got the pay phone number in your phone? I, no, not in my phone. I feel like I remember it in my head. Damn. But I got to make sure it's not really another number. Damn, you memorized the pay phone. Well, I guess, you know, back in those days we were still memorizing numbers. I used to be a beast at memorizing numbers just because I was one of those cats who uh, couldn't keep his phone on because mm-hmm. I wouldn't always pay the bill and shit. Oh, so yeah, so you had I to, had to be calling from other people's phones. Yeah. So I used to memorize enough numbers, you know, which those numbers. People were like, yo, Dan, how you know these numbers? I'm like, hey, the struggle was real. I just remember the numbers. Like, I remember all the numbers on my uh, debit card. Oh, okay. I used, that used to be me. I don't do that. I don't remember that. No. Like, back when I first, Did I don't you get know. A new why. Card or? Nah, I don't know why I just stopped, like, Oh, because you know why? Um, I used to know my debit card number and my checking account number offhand. Because mm-hmm. back in them days, okay. I always had to type them shits into something. Okay. Like if I was calling to check my bank account, you had to type the shit in right. and this and that and the other. So now but now we're in a world of apps and everything where 
Now you just click on the shit or you just have your password or whatever or some shit right. like your fingerprint. Like, so, yeah, I just, I guess I never felt the need for that. There was a time because of my payphone trials and tribulations or my cell phone cutoff trials and tribulations, I used to um, then start training my, even when I had it, mm-hmm. I used to train myself to start memorizing people's numbers. Just because I was like, well, I was like, that's good skill. Because those other numbers I memorized just because I had to keep dialing them. So it just kind of happened. But then I was like, well, I guess I should start memorizing certain numbers so I know if at a time of where I can get to them. And that proved to be a pretty handy skill. This is random. Mm-hmm. I just thought about this as you were talking, and I drank, took a sip of my drink. Mm-hmm. Have you ever watched a television show, um, Drunken History? I saw a few seconds of it before. It seems funny. I heard it's very good, but I've never it actually watched a whole episode. I think I was watching a little bit of one. It was like with George Washington, I believe, but I wanted to change the channel for whatever reason. That's another problem, too, because, you know, TV. It was at one point where TV was kind of lacking in mm-hmm. a lot of programs, but then out of nowhere, TV started having so much great programming. It was hard for me to figure out what I wanted to commit to. That's how I am on Wednesdays. Wednesdays has a lot of things that I want to mm. watch. In the fall, yeah. Wednesdays got Mom and Family and Blackish for me off yeah. the bat. Do you watch Grownish? And Grownish. I'm a Grownish fan, even though they get on my nerves. It's, it's just a modern day different world. Yeah. No in way. my opinion. You don't think so? I can see you say that. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think nobody, I don't, and maybe it could be an age difference thing. Mm-hmm. Nobody in a different world got on my nerves like the characters get on my nerves in Grownish. Not Whitley or Freddie? I mean, they got on my... Freddie never got on my nerves. I loved Freddie, actually, by the way. You did? I feel like I was the only person I knew who had the biggest crush on Freddie. I used to love me some Freddie. <laughs> and then, but then Kat started trying to get on the bandwagon when she became a lawyer and permed that straight hair. Her hair. Yeah. I was like, oh, now y'all wasn't... Nah, nah, nah. Y'all wasn't on it with curly hair Freddie when she was bringing Dwayne brownies and shit <laughs> with the Brazil nuts. Nah, y'all wasn't on it then. But, yeah, no, people got on my Kino nerves. I think got on my nerves. Yeah, but I don't really count Kino. You know, she had like a little, let's say a little seven episode stint or whatever it was. So, but, yeah, like with the with the Grownish crew, it's it's basically like everybody like, yeah, somebody's always constantly getting on my nerves now. But then it transfers. Like with a different world, there's some characters who never really got on my nerves. They had some episodes where they... May have done some fuck shit, but it's like, okay, I can still fuck with like him. She, I think she did something that made her father mad, and that might have bothered me a little bit. Or then you had like Dwayne might have done some fuck that shit one time, or Ron, but Ron was always in some kind of antics. But everybody came around, but with fucking Grownish, like, yo, Zoe been getting on my nerves a whole fucking lot. Like, her decision, like, Everything between the selfishness or the bouncing between the dudes and all this and that. It was it was just I don't know. It did it was doing too much. And then like um the dude that played Superfly, I forget his name on the show, uh and he was Trevor Jackson in real life. He was getting on my nerves for a good bit. He was just too pressed for shit and then like when he was fucking around with the one um Zoe's friend, but then he was on some I don't know. He was on, he was on some funny shit sometime with these chicks. But then he really been coming through lately. Or some real, like, I'm going to just hold you down, Zoe type shit, I'm going to be a good guy. So he's been, like, kind of getting back on my good side. But then the motherfucker, um, the, the one with the dreads, I forget his name. Luca. Uh, Luca, you know, he he's always been too, he's always been too pompous for me. He's always been too pompous for me. Like, 
too. I'm too goodish kind of shit. Like this uh, this season, he seemed really too. This good season, for he me. was definitely like, he was like, yo, he was definitely doing Zoe crazy. Yeah. This season, so he like he definitely like was you know what I mean like when she picked Luca over, what's the other boy name? Um. The one with the ponytail yeah. in the back. Um, what dang, I can't even think of yeah. his name now. She picked Luca over him, and I was like, ah, I don't like that move. But like I said, he started doing fuck shit later on. But then he got back on his, I'm going to hold you. He's a standard guy. Mm-hmm. I'm give him that. So, you know, it's, yeah, it's, it's constantly like, and I think what it is too, with a different world, people get nervous, but that was the best. On this show, I feel like they get on your nervous and go overboard getting on your nerves. I mean, I still like the show though, don't get me wrong. Yeah, I still watch it too. Yeah. So. I'm you, you got me wondering what this boy's name is. I know. I, that's why I was like, he played Superfly. I know his real name, Trevor Jackson, but I yeah, did. sure couldn't figure out. His name. I actually saw Superfly earlier this summer for the first time. I saw it. Um, it wasn't Aaron. as bad. His name is Aaron. Aaron. Okay. It wasn't as bad as people made it out to be. I'm not saying it was like, I had to see this. Uh-huh. It was definitely seeable. The ending definitely left much to the imagination. I mean, left much to be desired. But it is. I've it seen it. I'm trying to remember the ending. Like, I feel like it might have been that bad that I didn't care. It was really like, um,. He got the drug kingpin killed by his mother after report, you know, let the mother know she snitched on his brother, who was the original drug kingpin. And then the one lady cop, corrupt, corrupt lady cop, they set her up to get arrested. But then the other cop that actually killed his man, he just beat him up and then like got on a boat and fled the country with his woman. And yeah. Okay, I think I was, I've seen it, but I feel like the scene that I was thinking, I'm getting it mixed up with. Um, the Hate You Give. Okay, I've never seen The Hate oh. You Give. Yeah. Oh, okay. I heard that was good. It was pretty good. Okay. Yeah. So, Nicki Minaj announced she's retiring from music. Yeah. To focus on her family. Do don't we care, care about this? Not at all. Great. I don't either. Yeah, do you? Nah, not really. Yeah, I mean, the one thing I, I heard was they were like, oh, well, I mean, Cardi B had a baby and she's still rapping, so what are you talking okay. about? Like. I don't know if it's a publicity stunt. Right. I don't know if it's because be. she's way older, not way older, mm-hmm. but because she's older than Cardi B, mm-hmm. that maybe she really does need to take the time away. But I mean, either way, I don't care. Yeah, I guess more power. If that's you know, if it's genuine, more power to you. You know, yeah. take care of family. You got you made your money. Right. That's exactly. Plus, I'm more intrigued by the storyline of things like I didn't know Yo Yo still has money. A word? Yeah, of course. Which, she's on um, she's on Love and Hip Hop this season. Okay, where should we get money from? Um. Being in the background, I guess. Oh, with, like with producing and all that stuff. Shout out to those like artists that. that made that lane for themselves. Yeah. And you know, because it used to be a lot of artists, I'd be wondering, like, what are they doing? Or, damn, they probably broke down, find out, now nah, they be writing and this and that. So they getting all that money on the back end and shit. Right. Because she said she did a Where Are You Now? Mm-hmm. Or, like, Where one of those now? behind the yeah. music or something. Yeah. Anyway, she said somebody told her, don't do it. Mm-hmm. Um, because that means you're washed up. And she was like... That's not how I take it as all. Not at all. So like, no, I need to tell my story yeah. so people can know what my. Oh, true don't do story the reality is. show, you mean? Well, no, don't do like the behind the music oh, okay. and stuff like that. Yeah, nah, fuck that. Cause like, yeah, get, and and yeah, them when you get all them writing credits and producing credits, that's the money that keeps getting. Yeah. Cause they got and it, cause every they got to pay you every time a song gets played, you know. Or, right. Or, or sample those the artists they be struggling to get you know the proper royalties they need. Cause I was telling Cass, it's like Babyface. I feel like he makes music just cause he feels like it, or he's bored. Cause <laughs> he don't got to sing another song. He 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 didn't have to. 
he could have stopped singing 20 years ago. Yeah. And still been just as rich as fuck because of all his writing. All his writing. Producing and yeah. all that shit. Like, yeah, right. Like Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis. I was about to say, yeah. Yeah, they, um, mm-hmm. and were they, they part of the time? Or they just used to be in the time videos? I don't think it was ever part of that. It was probably just in the video. I think they was always just on some producer shit or whatever. Oh, okay. Or writing shit. And they save money on, on suits. <laughs> how, how do they save money on suits? Just get them same black suits. Oh, you know just what I mean? Yeah, I, I mean, I'm not saying I know how many how many they bought. Right. But if it's the same color, people won't know how many you bought. That's you true. Keep it clean. That's true. You know what I mean? So, for all we know, they could have had ten suits. By any chance, do you remember what video it is by the time when he had the mirror on the shoes and was like oh, watching the ladies dance? Damn, I'm seeing it too, but I couldn't <laughs> tell you the song. Oh man. It wasn't yeah. Jungle Love. No. Yeah, it's not gonna. Oh we, oh we, They, I, um, they performed at Dover Downs last year, I believe. Oh really? Did you go? No, I. I it's just you know, '95. You know, you see the billboards. Oh, I was gonna be performing. Yeah, they were on that. But you know, plus, hey, Nick, it's time to start moving over and making way for these other women too, because she was too old in the game to be trying to beef with these young gals too. I was gonna say, in my opinion, she was. She was too old and too mature in the game, in mm-hmm. my opinion, to not help pull another female up. Right. She was like, I don't know, I don't even know how to explain it. She Especially was like, in this, the rap game is misogynistic. We're not gonna right. act like that shit is not still the case in 2019. And I feel like, well, I feel like that's kind of how like how Foxy Brown was mm-hmm. as well. And you think so? I do. I don't okay. see where she really. Who does she really help? Like bring up as far as female artists. True. Well. Back when Foxy was in her prime. Today's her birthday, I think. Oh, okay. Back when Foxy was in her prime. How do I say this? It's almost like she was kind of at odds with Kim. Yeah, she was. So, they focus was kind of probably on that more so than bring up the next chick. It's like, I got to stay on top because of this chick over here. Because, again, like the way the game set up, mm-hmm. the game is set up where the men, they can beef or they can have camaraderie. Either way, they can still eat. Mm-hmm. I feel like the game was set up where the women, you know, with the exception of the Queen Latifahs and the MC Lights, but that was a whole different era anyway. Different era, yeah. When you start getting this like Lil' Kim, Foxy era, you wasn't hearing about too much like cohesion out there. And I feel like they might not have laid yeah. a foundation where that was a thing. I mean, outside of like Ladies Night. Yeah. But yeah. Foxy wasn't on that though. Right. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, no. Probably like it's one or the other. Hold on. Besides Missy, what was Kim? Kim was the only real rapper, right? No, the brat was on it. Oh yeah, yeah. She you're destroyed right. that. You're right. You're right. Yeah. yeah, but then, um, but then Kim wasn't on the Nobody Else Remix Total Song. Yeah, it was Foxy Brown. That's nigga. true. Uh, yeah, like who redid the Ladies Night? Somebody redid that? Yeah. Like a group of younger girls. I don't, know. I don't know. Like an actual song and video? Or like, was that yeah. in the war shows? Oh, I don't know. Not like an actual song and video. I don't that know. Means, okay. You know, I may, maybe I avoided that because, you know, they, it got to a point where they started remaking the songs that were from our childhood. I was like, oh, no, that means I'm old! <laughs> like when, yeah, the, when whoever, whoever fucked up that Candy Rain remix. That oh, remake, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, I can't believe Candy Rain's being remade. This sucks, by the way, but I can't believe it's being remade. It's like Lucky If You Buck when that was remade. Oh, yeah, the Juju on the beat. beat. Yeah. 
I want somebody to remake Perfect Gentleman, ooh la la. Like, I'm serious. Hmm? I, I don't know why, I just want them to. Like, Uchi Kuchi, ooh la la? That's no, oh, wait, Perfect what's... Gentleman. Sing that one. Ooh la la. Oh, shit. That's one of them songs I never knew the artist's name. Yeah. I can't. Okay. Yes. Yo, that was my shit too, God. <laughs> who 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 could remake that today? I don't know. I'm trying to think. You know who might could remake that? Who? Um, the boy from Kentucky. What's his name? Um, I don't know who you talking about. Bryson Oh. Yeah. But that was kind of like a rap song too, because remember he was rapping. Do you remember? He said. I remember the day it was also yeah, I mean, sad. anybody can write bars for a singer. If not Bryson Tiller, it's um. I would love someone to redo that. Not oh, matter of fact, no, not about Bryson. You matter of fact, you know who I feel like. Well, I feel like it's hard to go wrong with him. Period. Yeah. But I feel like it'd probably be just as hard to go wrong with him on the remake. Um, Jeremiah. Oh, I think he could Yo, do it. Jeremiah's a bad boy, yeah. low key. I don't think he gets the acclaim he deserves. And when I think about it, I said this like a couple years ago. I haven't heard a Jeremiah song that I didn't like. And I've never heard his album. He's got a lot of mm-hmm. music out there. Or even him on hooks or features. Mm-hmm. I've never heard of Jeremiah anything I didn't like. No, I feel like you're right. That that's a good one. He yeah. probably could do it. Yeah. Do you think anybody could redo an Anthony Hamilton? Anybody could redo an Anthony Hamilton. Like, like um, Can't Let You Go. Um... I can't think of anybody who got that kind of soul. Not not the young guys right now, anyway. Yeah, I think we got to wait a little bit on We got to wait a little bit for yeah. Anthony Hamilton remake. We might have to. You know, that's a real unique sound. That's yeah. Kind of like asking, could somebody uh, redo Sam Cooke? Like, you know who I haven't heard anybody attempt to redo ever? Uh, um, a, a Sade. I think that's one of the things that just won't happen. You don't think anybody will ever try to redo a shot at? Mm, no. Pa- well, part of the reason, Sade's still very active in the music game, whether we know it or not. Oh, she is? Well, active to the point where Sade fuck around, come out with an album in February. <laughs> and I think it's one of those things which, and, and, don't quote me on this. Correct me where I'm wrong. You know what I mean? Y'all can always hit up the voicemail on Anchor or hit me up on social media or something. She one of them artists who they'll make music. We might not know about it. Right. But her fans. Her know fans shit. know that and she got it. She fuck around be on a tour right now. We don't know about and it. And nobody knows. But that stadium probably be fucking, <laughs> you know what I mean, lit. You know what I mean? But Would you go to a Sade Anita Baker concert? With a date. With a date? Yeah. So that could be a, a take a man on a date concert for you? I mean, a take a man on a date Definitely. in September? And the only reason I say with a date is because, don't get me wrong, I like Sade. Mm-hmm. But I've never been on her like all my friends have been on her. Like, they would look at me like, how could you not? I'm like, well, for one, back at that time, when Sade was on Quote Unquote Prime, I wasn't buying albums and stuff. So true. if he wasn't coming on the radio or the video, right. I didn't know it. So. I knew like Smooth Operator, you know, them songs, but I couldn't tell you, I probably couldn't, honestly, I probably couldn't tell you more than like four Shot Day songs. I don't remember a lot of them either. Yeah. Like, I just looked it up, and so like, I remember Kiss of Life. And I think, I told my mother, I think she messed up the appreciation I probably could have had for Anita Baker. 
Oh, like, you think I like she Alita, messed it up? I like Alita, Anita Baker song, but my mother was not an Anita Baker fan. Oh, really? Yeah. Why? Like she said she was good. She said she ain't really, she was a fine art voice. She said Anita Baker reminded her of the kind of person she maybe she'll listen to. If she's at like a, a, a supper club or something. She's eating her dinner, and Anita's like at the, just keep her at the table while she's eating. <laughs> Damn. To, to like okay. <laughs> and I, I think what really must turned her off was the um, sweet love song. Really? Because she was like, what is she even saying? I was a kid listening to this. I'm, I'm dying laughing. Mm-hmm. You got to hear my mother's just impression. And I was like, of course, I didn't know what she was saying at the time. I still don't know what she's right. saying. So, yeah, I just know the hook. Tell me, darling, I'm young Exactly. I feel motion So, my mother hated that shit. <laughs> she hated Because she was like, why are there no words? Like, <laughs> so, that carries me throughout my childhood. And again, I wasn't buying albums. Right. So, at that time, Sweet Love was the only thing getting like all the Anita play. Like, at least in my house. Right. Come on TV or whatever. So, you know, you start to learn about like, what was it, Rapture? Mm-hmm. Caught Up in the Rapture. Oh, Caught Up in the Rapture. Which I like. You know, yeah. I come to like her songs later, but again, Anita Baker probably couldn't tell you more than four of her songs. So, but I like her. So that's what I say. I would, but I know women who like, like my cousin's mother, can't tell her shit about Anita Baker. Oh, she, she, she loves somebody. Oh, I don't even know. I can't even tell you how much of her catalog she does know. Maybe she don't know for all songs, but I know if you bring up Anita Baker, oh, she's coming. She Anita, Anita Baker. So, what's the you, first album you ever bought? I didn't need it. Did you open it? I didn't open it. So that's coming from outside. Okay. Yes. Okay. How about that shit? Potent. Wow. <laughs> um, Ain't that crazy though? Because I'm yeah. not on the ground level. You're not at all. And this happens actually regularly. That that's very yeah. Yeah. So catch a contact from a fucking living room, but the people out on the street. Welcome to the trap. But um, what's your first album you ever bought? Whether it's cassette tape. First record. album was definitely a cassette tape. Mm-hmm. First album I ever bought, Dos Effects. So I'm sorry. So why is it that you can't do the Dos Effects song? I bought the album. I think when I memorized all the lyrics, I still was still tough to understand. But my cousin sold it to me for like five dollars. <laughs> I never forget. It was down south and Christmas. No, I was down. Yeah, I was down south on Christmas, and I guess my cousin was getting rid of stuff. So he sold me his walk his Walkman for ten dollars. Mm-hmm. And anybody who knows back in them days, a ten dollar Walkman, and it was yeah, it was, it was, a, it was a come up. Yeah, it was. I think it was an Iowa actually mm-hmm. too. You know, Iowa was quality back right then. So you sent me a Walkman and for 10 and Dos Effects tape for five. And I really loved, like, They Want Effects, the song you be wanting me to fucking do. Yes, bum stickity, bum And I remember I loved that album. Like, I had that album on re-fucking-peat. And, like, and that was before on repeat was even a term because... I guess when you, in the tape era, it had to be on rewind. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> yeah. Yo, I used to love that album, yo. I think, I don't I actually remember. listened to it like last year on Spotify. I'm trying to think what came out first. Who came out first, Millie Vanilli or Bellevue DeVoe? It had to be Bellevue DeVoe. Okay, then my first album was Bellevue DeVoe, 1990. Okay, well, let me look it up right through. So, oh, so Millie Vanilli was your second album? No, I don't know if I you bought, bought it. You bought a Millie Vanilli album? I was going to say, I don't know if I bought it or somebody gave it to me. But I know I purchased Bellevue DeVoe's What was the name of the album? album? Who, Millie Vanilli? No, Bellevue DeVoe. Oh, I don't even remember. I know it came out in 1990. Uh, I was 10. First album. 
I'm looking this up. Oh, it might have been. Was it Poison? Hmm. Was Poison the name of the Velvet Devil album? Um. It says Hootie Mac. Hootie Mac had Poison on it. I don't know, but it says Hootie Mac. When I put Velvet Devil first album, it said Hootie Mac. This thing came up as Velvet. Oh no, Devo. that was the second studio album. So why did that shit come up first? <laughs> I was gonna say, wasn't it just BBD? You could be right. Oh, 1991. No, 1990, no. Poison. Poison, when will I oh, see you smile again? Do me, baby. Oh, these are when people were selling the shit. That's what I told you. It was, it was 1990. Well, it WBBD? It might just been BBD. Cause I see, oh, that was a remix album. Come on, Google, hold me down. You holding trail down on popping. So when did that come out? 1990. Okay. And Mini Vanilli's first album. Was that that was self-titled, right? Yes. Okay. Now, nah, Millie Vanilli came out first. Yeah, the album you came out in '89. I feel like it was. I feel like somebody gave me Millie. Girl, you Vanilli. know it's true. Came out in '88. Somebody gave me Millie Vanilli and somebody gave me The Boys, but I purchased Belle Biv Devoe as my first album. Okay. But I don't even. Remember. So The Boys came out around the same time as Millie Vanilli, right? Maybe the European debut album, All or Nothing. The Boys, you said? Yeah. Yeah, so that came out in 88. Um, when did The Boys come out? Just down my heart. It had to be after that, right? Because they came, didn't they come out with the uh, ABC era? No, they were before the ABC era. Were? Yeah, because remember, they were on they were on Different World. Damn. We gone too far. Too far back in the crates out here. Jesus and Jollof, let's see, 1988. Their album called called Messages from the Boys came out in 1988. Yeah, that's how I thought it. Damn, boy. We old shit. <laughs> I love it, y'all. Yeah, shout out to the people that keep telling me, yeah, you getting old. And I'm like, yeah, that's the plan. You're right. Thank you, thank you for being able to tell me that. Yeah. yeah. You know, a lot of people can't it. make that claim. <laughs> a lot of soldiers can't make that claim, yo. It's funny, it's like, I felt like, I thought I was getting older today when I was telling my students, because they're not allowed to cuss in my classroom, mm -hmm. and if they cuss in my class, they have, um, up until uh, October 1st, they get a verbal warning. If they cuss again after that, they have to do a one-minute wall sit, a one-minute plank, or 10, um, 10 burpee push-ups, mm -hmm. right? So, um, I was telling them, I was like, you know, there's a big difference when you walk into my room, I need you guys to practice being your professional selves. Mm -hmm. and so just like when I walk into this building, I am now Miss Watkins. There's certain vocabulary that Miss Watkins will only use. Right. But if you show up at the University of Delaware homecoming, you gonna meet Latrell. Right. And Latrell talks totally different than Miss Watkins. Mm -hmm. And I need y'all to be able to, to develop and turn on that switch for when you go into your professional lives. Yeah. So it's just the same thing of just knowing, like I just felt like I was, old and dropping knowledge on mm. today's youth but hey, yeah it makes you an og then <laughs> now i'm an og i yeah. take it yeah no doubt yo so right now my homegirl's down in nashville mm -hmm. visiting with her she's one of her good friends are down there visiting people and she posted on facebook she asked the dj that there's some spot she asked the dj to play reggae she said the man put on bruno mars as reggae yes nashville ain't got a fucking clue <laughs> y'all should have went to memphis Play some reggae. Wanna have that? What do you play? Please Memphis. me. I don't even know. Right? You probably play uh, 
24 karat magic. I know, right? Talk about here you go. Right. I'd have been um, better if he played some old school reggae. Right. Like, um, Murder, She Wrote a song. Yeah. I mean, hell, you ain't got Bob Marley. Right. You know. Something. At least it was the genre. So, I don't know if you heard about uh, this uh, this uh, South Jersey school where the school officials called for a teacher to get be fired because he used a racial slur in class. A racial slur? Oh, I thought yeah. you were going to say that racial quiz. No, no, no. This is down in Pensgrove. No. And What did he say? Um, they didn't specify the word. I'm going to say it was nigger. Was he but, of a different hue? Oh, yeah, he was of the... You know what hue he was of. You know hue he was. So, uh, not only did the parents call for his, you know, dismissal, but this this superintendent, et cetera, et cetera, did. He went to a state arbitrator, but the arbitrator ruled that the district cannot fire... A te- he was tenured. They said the district ah. cannot fire him for ele- who allegedly used the racial slur in class. And they said the arbitrator found that Bruce Pacetti, who was the teacher was muttering to himself and not addressing the students mm-hmm. in the seventh grade class. And that's why they can't get rid of him. And so now the parents are like, I guess, petitioning or protesting to have him, you know, put out it. Also, oh, also they say because the student who heard him use the terminology was a white student. So apparently that makes a difference. Oh, too. so that matters. Okay. So the white student can't be offended for you right, using for racial use slurs. for something else, right? So that's almost like teaching the kids that because you know how we learn about what sexual harassment is in the workplace. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to outrightly be directed at you, but if you're but if you're in the environment yes. for you, you have sexual harassment claim. So this student can't make that <laughs> can't claim. make that claim like, because. They were just in the area. It's like they do any and everything to let motherfuckers off the hook for shit they say about black people or brown people. Because let that, I guarantee you, let him have said some Jewish racial slur or something like this. It would have been a problem. Gone. It wouldn't even have it, the arbitrator would have found something then. So, yeah, I guess it's not racist because he mumbled the words and didn't like say them outright to one of the many black and brown kids who are actually in the class. And you figure it's a seventh grade. Yo, they're every, like, I know we know they're everywhere, but we, it's always something to open your eyes. Again, like, they're your teachers, they're your principals, your mm-hmm. superintendents, your police, your law, legislators, your presidents, like, your doctors, your lawyers. Like, you can't catch a fucking break out here. But then... But then motherfuckers want to get in their feelings when you talk about the black-white issue or the racism. Right, issue it becomes a big... The, institutional, yeah. the institution that we know is racist, they want to get in their tears or say shit like, ah, I don't see color. Bitch, when you get colorblind? <laughs> Fuck you mean? Kiss my black ass from here across the street. Let me ask you this question. Mm-hmm. Would you be offended if, because I saw this where some math teachers were getting fired for the word problems they were putting on the math quiz. Mm-hmm. So this is the quiz. Dwayne pimps three hoes. If the price is $85 per trick, how many tricks per day must must each hoe turn to support Dwayne's 800 per day crack habit? Wait, what was your question to me? Would you feel offended if that was Fuck your... Yeah. <laughs> if that was your daughter's... If that was your daughter's quiz. Hell yeah. Was this a minority school? Um... 
It did not say. I mean, it's still fucked up, but I feel no, like they did. I think did. they said the teacher was thought it was funny as a joke. And I feel like he probably did this amongst a bunch of brown, black yes. and brown babies. Yes. He wouldn't have done this shit at fucking, fucking, uh, Whitsdale Prep. You know what I mean? <laughs> he wouldn't have done that shit at Bayside right, High. Right, right. Nah, bro. You took that shit over to Eastside High try to get locked. Nah. So you would be offended if that was your Fuck kid's yeah. quiz and it came home like that. Because that. When a motherfucker say to me, you should be a pit for Halloween. That's what the fuck that is, right there. I spoke about that on the last episode. That's the bullshit right there. What about this one? Tyrone knocked up four girls in the gang. There are 20 girls in his gang. What Just is the offended. exact percentage of the girls Tyrone knocked up? Just as offended. Just as offended. Why is his name not Timothy? Oh, Why I gotta be Tyrone <laughs> fucking wrong? Pedro got six years for murder. He also got $10,000 for the hit. Mm-hmm. If his common law wife spends $100 of his hit money per month, how much money will be left when he gets out? Why is his name not George Zimmerman? <laughs> Why is his name not George Zimmerman? Yes. <laughs> fuck out of here. Yo, you could have picked the name of any mass shooter. <laughs> Put that there. Any one of these mass shooters and ran with that. Why is his name not Dylan? Yeah. Exactly. Instead of Pedro. Exactly. Nah, see that's the bullshit right there. That's and that's why when we talk when we speak of the institution of racism, that's the institution. Mm-hmm. They try to justify with some bullshit, but really they just keep trying to pump it into your head. Maybe they're trying maybe they're trying to get the kids to understand math in the way that they can. Mm-hmm. Maybe they're trying to get kids to understand math in the way that the kids can see it and understand it. And why do they assume these kids can only see math in terms of pimps and holes and murders? And crack. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, all right, if you want to try to get that kind of math across, mm-hmm. why don't you go on the street corners and find a hustler and then start talking about mathematics equations with drug shit? Yo, drug dealers, especially the top ones, talk about it. they know Bring their the math. Bring, Bring the truth. It's crazy. It's and they can do it in there. They're not pulling out calculators. They mm. know that shit from in their mm. head. Nice with the metric system. And can oh, and can yeah. let you know in a minute. Mm. And it was like, wow, like I'm I'm really amazed yeah. at but how they can break this shit. I had down. a motherfucker break down to me what 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 certain amount of grams equate to a half right. ounce to an ounce to a pound. Then right. I was like, huh? I didn't know none of that shit. Yeah. I went to school. I went and got all the quote unquote formal educations and studied some of them shits in school, but I just, I guess I just studied it, learned it for the test. Now nah, these motherfuckers like, yeah, no. even when you hear them in the rap songs, like they be breaking that shit in the rap songs sometimes. Like, JC do going. it all the time. Yeah. I'll be like, what? Yeah. Come so, on, yeah. man. Yeah. But yeah, no, I would be offended too. I just asked that question. I was trying to play devil's advocate. But no, I would be wholeheartedly offended if my kid came home with a test of such mm-hmm. things. I'd be like, what? Jay-Z broke that shit, math, math shit down and um, click with Kanye West and Big Sean. Um, Ain't nobody on my click? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he shit that shit. Freeway did the shit on the shit with Jay-Z and Beanie Siegel. The quarters, four to half to hash, you do the math. Yeah. Yeah, like, these motherfuckers out here, man. Like that stuff, but, you know, and, and they're entrepreneurs. Yes. They, they be running a whole tight enterprise. That's what I said. They're some of the best business owners they, and, and managers. They are. But. So imagine, imagine if the institution of racism wasn't throwing them away in jail and giving them the opportunities they give it to these colonizers that's running all these dispensaries in Colorado, mm-hmm. California, these places. You know what I mean? Imagine how much money they would really be making 
if they afforded an opportunity to have these brick and mortar businesses and not have the police with right. their feet on their necks. Yo, blacks would have blacks would have a new class of multimillionaires and billionaires. I agree with you. Easily. I do agree with you. Because these you told my motherfuckers I was on a really would be on a corner. Mm-hmm. And making big money enough to buy whatever fancy cars, live whatever light, lavish lifestyle, right? Da, 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 and keep the bricks coming. And they know how to budget. Yeah. Yes. And doing it on the corner, had corner boys and all of that, and still avoiding the cops. Or they keep a certain money, like like business at petty cash or whatever. Mm-hmm. They keep money on, around for the bail because mm-hmm. they figure they might get pinched. And then keep a separate money for the lawyer. Nowhere to keep it to keep the law from coming trying to seize the assets or whatever. Or know which chick they could trust to keep the bread. Right. Her right. So, like you said, they knew how to staff. That's true. <laughs> they knew how to, like you said, budget. Yeah. They knew how to store petty cash. They knew how to store emergency and reserve they know how cash. To do the math. Right. They knew how to do the math. They know how to do the measurements. They, they set up the logistics. Yeah. The supply chain management. Yo, do we... That's we a lot of work. And literally, I don't think they realize it. have paid thousands of on thousands of dollars to go to school to learn these things from some professor who never seen none of that part of that. Right. Life. Some of these motherfuckers didn't even graduate high school and, and running it. And they doing and shit that literally cats are failing exams to try to learn. And when you think about it, you go to a business. You have a supply chain manager or whatever, logistics yes. manager. You have the, the, the COO. You have an account, a set of accounts, a treasurer, a CEO, right. a, an administrative assistant. You have all those. All kinds of runners, right? A lot of times, these corner boys, these hustlers, are like 19 of those positions in one. Right. Mm, it's a crying shame. And, you know, it's funny because now as we're talking about it, and you know, I've heard people, and I'm certainly terrible people talking about how much time they have, and it's so sad that they're wasting it on this instead of actually starting their own legit business. I need to tweak that a little bit. Yeah. Not saying I ain't fucked up, but nah, if the system allowed for it, they would have had. That's the business. Because now you're looking at the businesses that they were supposed to have. Mm-hmm. The businesses these white folk done took the fuck over. Mm-hmm. That's the businesses that you were sad that they didn't have. So it wasn't their fault they didn't have it. The government wouldn't fucking allow it. The shit that they, because you know what they say. You, people always say, if you find your passion, if you're in Bridge, find your passion, find something you're, 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 you're great at, you can excel at, it's something that you love to do, and find a way to make money off of that. They did. And that's the, yeah. The white man just said, fuck that. Said, I'm going to take it over. Yeah. <laughs> they fucking did. So yeah, miss twenty nineteen. It really just hit me at this time, yo. Miss me with that. Free these hustlers. Get them. Get them. Get these. Get they motherfuckers off the felony books and all that. Yeah. Said, I recently saw a thing article today that said New York is about to um, expunge the records of like one hundred sixty thousand oh, marijuana uh, convicts. Did you see the guy who um, just got out of jail after serving thirty something years for stealing fifty dollars? Yes. That was fucking bullshit. He basically got a life sentence. Yeah. yeah. That was fucking You bullshit. went in at 22 and you come out at yeah. what, 58? Me, meanwhile, Bernie Madoff. Yeah. You know what I mean? Meanwhile, meanwhile Wells Fargo. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> pick a bank. I mean, banks that was like literally they've been documented year after year stealing money from the people, cheating the people, setting the people up for failure. And all they had to do was pay fines each year. And they're fine. Pay fines that were probably like a fucking ten, uh, a percent 
of what they actually made scamming. Scamming those people. Yeah. yeah. Meanwhile, you tracking down all the Nigerians for they scamming. For their little, <laughs> they, they couple hundred thousand dollars. Not saying oh. they should be scamming these old folks, but I'm just saying. But right. Yeah. Did you see now that um, ICE is allowed to search on social media for for immigrants? I did or not know that. Yes, like apparently it was a bill that was uh, voted against mm-hmm. um, in the past, and in this new regime, it yeah. just started in June. Really so now, if you are a immigrant trying mm-hmm. to become a U.S. citizen, yeah. you also have to submit your um, social media handle. That's crazy. This is really a to- turned into a totalitarian state. Yo, it's like 1984 is really coming yes. to fruition. Oh, the book? Yeah. Yes. George Orwell, the prophet, yo. This is I've always said that whenever I think about that book, mm-hmm. I'd be like, wow. Mm. Like some of this stuff is really right. what's happening right now. My, my father made me read that book when I was a child. Like uh-huh. I was one of those kids who had to have reading. Their parents gave them reading assignments instead of being able to run out in the street right. with other kids. But I had to do it. Well, I was a lashy kid, so I had to do it while they were out at work, and then I had to be able to like, you know, answer his questions or recite to him what I read before I could get to my outside of play. So of course I couldn't really appreciate the message then, but then the conversation stuck. And I'm looking back and I'm like, damn, like. I might, I might need to like reread the book <laughs> just so you could get the full yeah. meaning of what's going on. Especially because I'm fucking seeing it like what's yeah. going on now, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, so it's real wild, real fucked up. Um, so white tears is a beautiful thing. This um, the black professor was uh, being interviewed on like CNN, mm-hmm. and you know, it was talking about the institution of slavery. And the white woman came on talking about, you know, they were talking about, oh, they were talking about, like, the, you know, the Confederacy, its legacy, the taking down of the statues of monuments, yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. Lady called her, talking about something, yeah, you know what I mean? My ancestors, you know, they were in the Confederacy or whatever, and this and that and the other, but I'm still proud, you know, to be a Southerner and this and that and the other. I should be able to allow to want to cherish the legacy of the Confederacy. It doesn't make me a racist because they did da 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 Mm-hmm. Ass, but they also did a lot of country. And the man told that when we said, I have no respect for your ancestors. <laughs> and he broke down why. He said, because they enslaved the people. Da, 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 right. da. Of course, the white tears started to flow. And, um, and of course, he said, stop expecting black people to respect the culture or people who represent a culture that once held our ancestors in the most brutal forms of human enslavement the world has ever seen. That's and I'm true. like, I need more black people to be like that. To be able to say stuff like and, that. Yeah, that's what she said. She said, be able to say stuff like that and just stick to your guns. Like, sometimes I think we get too worried about white tears. Don't get me wrong. Now, I'm not saying go on your job and just start firing off shot, like verbal shots at your bosses and shit. There was a meme that I saw recently and I saw it before that said, you know, um, black people always... Our black people always have to hold their tongue on the account of Lord, I need this job. But and that's what but I'm saying like you if it's whether it's your friends or you know people you know white people come in contact with for whatever capacity mm-hmm. and if they start spewing shit like that I'm not saying you just got to come out and say white man this is the thing but if it comes up and they start talking their bullshit don't be afraid to call them out on their shit or say you know yeah, yeah fuck this. Nah, because first of all, they do it to us all the time, whether they realize it or not. So nah, sometimes they need this clap back. They need to they need to hear this truth so they can shut the fuck up. And if it brings <laughs> out their white tears, then clearly then something was done right. Because yeah. a hit dog will holler. 
Yeah. You can't make me cry some shit wasn't the truth. That, yeah, that didn't have nothing to do with yeah, me. Yeah, like a motherfucker say to me, yo, nitty, like, you a fucked up individual because you, uh, you defecate a woman. I'm like, what? That's not true. So, what the fuck you mean? So, I'm going yeah. to get mad at it. Yeah, but if I start weeping about this, you'll be like, oh, what are you? Mm-hmm. Then you got something maybe, to think about. Yeah, maybe I'm, I'm taking on women a little bit. So, yeah. White people, white people. And to that lady, why are you here? Yeah. Why the fuck are you here? Shout out to Lisa Leslie, former WNBA uh, standout. What she do? They are building a statue of her likeness outside of the Staples Center. The one in, uh, in Los Angeles. LA. Isn't that where she played yeah. too? Yes. Her whole 12 year career for the Los Angeles Sparks. And she'll be the first woman to get a statue of her likeness outside of the Staples Center. Oh, really? So she, yep. Oh, that's what's up. That's amazing. And she'll be amongst the legends like Magic Johnson, Kobe Bryant. I think Shaq got one out there. Jerry West probably got one out there. She deserves it. She definitely deserves it. Especially, yo, when I was looking at, um, they were running down her stats. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, I was watching WNBA in the first few seasons, like heavy. So I already knew she was nice or whatever. Plus, you know, she was like one of the first to dunk, too. That woman that seen the dunk. And, yo, she really, like... Are you like getting your step counter up? I am. Oh, okay. It's motherfucker. It's fit the ass motherfucker. <laughs> walking around seeing in the studio trying to hit her step quarter before it hits midnight. Yeah. So she could say she I was like, yo, you you can just know some motherfuckers, boy, I tell you. <laughs> so while you're walking around, let me tell you about some of the stats that you know, some of her yes. accolades. So she was in the for W she was drafted the WNBA's first draft in ninety-seven. Played with the Sparks throughout her entire career until she retired in two thousand nine, right? Uh-huh. In that time, she won three league MVPs. So that was 12 years, right? Yeah. Yes. She won three league MVPs, two championships, four Olympic gold medals, three all-star game MVPs. She was also named to eight all-star teams and 12 all-NBA teams. That means she made the all-NBA team every year she oh, was so in the she league. she needs to be in the Hall of Fame. Including eight first-team selections out of the 12, according to Bleacher Report. She's one of the greatest players to ever do it. Yeah. Yeah. She definitely belongs in the Hall of Fame. Uh, I need to check and see if she might be. Um, and yeah, I she, think she, that, that even, her um, jersey better be retired. Or I got no yeah. jersey like that because like that's dude, those accolades are wild. You know who else is um amazing? Um, the three point guy who never won a um championship from Indiana. Reggie Miller. His sister. Oh yeah, Cheryl, Cheryl Miller. Yeah, she she's definitely one of the goats. Yeah. They say she used to bust his ass in basketball. He said he used to get mad. Like they say he used to he used to chase her around because he would get so mad when she would bust his because ass. Because she would kill him in basketball. Yeah, I think she's in the hall. Oh, okay, good. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, shout shout to Cheryl Pantsuits Miller. Fucks with her heavy. Pantsuits Miller. She, I've never not seen her in a pantsuit. <laughs> I feel like I like in all her, her journalistic career. I feel like I've never. But not I don't seen feel like she ever got to play in the WNBA. She just coached, right? She didn't coach, but but the WNBA wasn't around when she was playing. Right. Yeah, she was retired by then. But did she? Co- I don't think she, did she coach. I thought she was a coach. Oh, maybe she did coach. You might be right. Um, but yeah, definitely, you know, one of the goats in the game. Now, what I will say, I want to say about that real quick because there's a lot of. I get it. You know, we're in a world where we talk about. Um, closing the, the, you know, the pay equality gap between genders and stuff. Right. A lot of the WNBA players are saying they want 
I guess, pay equality with the NBA players. What's that? Huh? What's that? They want their salaries. Oh, salary. Yeah. I thought you said sack. No. I was like, what? No. Um, but we got to keep it funky now. And those things, it's about the revenue y'all generating. Mm-hmm. The NBA generates this much. I'm holding my hand up high for people don't see. The WNBA generates this much. My hand is close to the floor. That's true. Um, but I, could it be that part of that is because... I'm sorry, I got to get more steps mm-hmm. Could that be because um, people just don't take women's sports as serious? I mean, that could be a possibility. But it, ch- it doesn't change the ultimate fact that if the money ain't coming in, what is it to Now, I'm not saying... Don't pay these women a, a living wage or mm-hmm. you know a proper wage or whatever, but they can't get it's money. it's it's women yeah right it's like it's it's some women post I forget the one in particular who are protesting because they saw the kind of money LeBron just got paid right and it was something commensurate like come on now it's NBA players that can't ask for <laughs> LeBron money they can't get LeBron so money. at least if you're gonna make that complaint. Make that complaint about the fifth, the fourteenth man down the roster, <laughs> whoever's making the league minimum. So let's say if they league minimum is, I don't know. Let's say if it's four times the league minimum. Right. Maybe you say okay, at least let bring us in within two times or something. With that is, yeah. But you can't come out and say, yo, LeBron, the Lakers paying him one hundred seventy-four million. Do you know how much money the Lakers gonna make off of fucking LeBron? Because first of all, that white man gonna give you that Whether kind of money. You not, know, he, yeah, you know they about to buck up on that. They're not taking L's. Right. You know what I mean? The jersey sales, the mass media marketing, everything, the ticket sales, they're gonna cause LeBron coming to town, your ticket stand, your ticket prices go up automatically. Right. That is true. Concessions can go up all that. And then they know a certain game, like certain like uh rival teams come to play LeBron, the ticket sales go matter of fact. Wherever LeBron travels, on the road, that stadium's ticket price is going up for that game. That's true. Nobody coming to Philly, it's going to increase. Right. As great as she is, I'm sure nobody ever said, "Oh shit, Lisa Leslie coming." Yo, let's hike up the price. <laughs> That's true. Let's just keep. Do you it think fun. they do it now with Deladon? No. She ain't no. She's a, she's a great player. Probably a big draw for whoever you know the Especially the WNBA diehards. But yeah, nah. Uh, and I mean, it's an ugly fact, but it's a fact. I mean, if there, are, if if there's a, if there are ways or things that can be put in place to allow these women to make more money, I'm all for it. But let's not get ahead of ourselves because they say a lot of these women, like when the NBA, WNBA season is over, they have to go play overseas in a lot of cases just to be able to make money, continue to make money throughout the year to fund their lifestyle. Because a lot of they said like. A lot of them players, they might be. It could be making between like forty and sixty thousand in a year, and, right? So then that's it, right? That's and, as much money and, you can make as a teacher, just right? Teaching. And, and then when you factor in their expenses and this and that and the other, that's why a lot of them they they play all year round because mm-hmm. they got to go overseas and continue to play for money, so they can continue to live. That is true. They go yeah. playing now um, the European leagues. Now stuff. that I don't agree with. If you're gonna have your league, and if, plus if you want people to take your league seriously, you gotta have a system in place where these women can just play those games, and then in the off season work on their game or do whatever, or or right. maybe be on. Try to get now. Try to create a platform where they can get on promotional tours, marketing tours, to really draw attention to the WNBA. Because that's what happens in the NBA. Yeah. Like after June, 
you know, Steph and LeBron and them, they can be in commercial. Matter of fact, they're still in commercial, but they can go on tour, the whole NBA Cares right. thing and the right. ABC, XYZ. Like, so, yeah, there's a way to do it, but saying you want LeBron money is not that way. And that's all I'm going to say about that. Uh, it's been an hour and a half. It has it? Yeah. Oh. 90 minutes, time flies. I think we can wrap this up, actually. You know what I mean? So, That's fine. My head's starting to itch. Yeah, I see you doing a pat down. Your eyes look heavy like you're about to go to sleep, too. Do they? Yeah. I was like, damn, she's sleepy over there because she didn't eat the lollipop. No, I don't know if I am or not. You don't know, you know what's sleep. interesting? Wait, did you say you don't know if you're yeah, sleeping? I'm not sure yet. Okay. Um, yes, I got to get better that's, in that's, tune that's, with my body. That's classic neutral, yeah. <laughs> you know what I have done? And I had this conversation, and I'm not going to talk long because, you know, we already said we're eating up. You know um, how black people do, though. They say we're leaving and done. Yeah. That's why I stop saying, that's why I think I'm going to stop saying bottom motherfuckers when I leave functions. Yeah, it's just going to roll out. Mm-hmm. Um, I was talking to somebody, and I was telling them how I had an interview one time when I was in college. I had mm-hmm. an interview, and I fell asleep in the interview. They gave me the job. Oh, you told me. Oh, was you? Uh-huh. Yeah, they gave me the job. It was like last week. And I was like, only you could find some shit like that. Only you could find some shit like that. So. Yo, my head really itches. Yo, I don't know. You start beating the fuck out of this guy. <laughs> I wonder if they hear I, it. I was about to say, they might be able to hear that shit. They're like, is that a helicopter outside? Like, what the hell? What's going on out there? Yo, it really itches. I'm like, what in the world is going on? Are his blinds flapping? <laughs> What you got going on for the rest of the weekend? Um, so tomorrow I have a barbecue. Okay. Um, what about? And I gotta sing. You gotta um, sing at the barbecue? No, I have uh, to sing in Philly. Um, but I have a barbecue. Um, with my line sisters, my okay. line sister barbecue, and then Sunday we got the other show and no the gender reveal. No doubt, the other show. It's called Team Nitty Radio. And it broadcasts every Sunday afternoon from 1 to 3 p.m. on 91.3 FM, WVD, WVD, HD1, Newark, the voice of the University of Delaware. If you're outside of the FM range, you can simply log on live at www.wvud.org. Again, that's wvud.org, or you can download the TuneIn app to your smartphone or your tablet. It's not just the other show. You're right. It's actually the show. It is the show. It's the flagship for everything. Yeah, this is probably the spinoff. Yeah, this would be the other show. (laughs) (laughs) And I wouldn't even call it that because all these shits are quality programming. So, yeah, I have that. And oh, and I also have um, the interest meeting Mm -hmm. that I told you about. And then then you got to start prepping from Dino and Blanc. Yes. Saturday, September 14th. That's next Saturday. Yes. Dinner. dinner, I got to go look for stuff for that. I got to go look for stuff for that this weekend. You don't have anything yet? But I did look at my closet really I forgot I got a white polo. Okay, that cool. works. But you need all white shoes. I know, so I gotta find one. So I mean I was looking online. Mm-hmm. I saw a potential. Of course I would have to like get it like ASAP to make sure it's handsome. Yeah, to make sure it gets but, handsome. I'm a, uh, but first I'm a, tomorrow I'm gonna uh, try to hit like Burlington and Marshall's just Burlington usually holds me down a lot. So see if they got something for me. If they don't, mm-hmm. then hit the online real quick. And go ahead and get it. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? I'm sure I know somebody with the prime game. What do I got prime. Oh, see what I mean? Boom. See how the universe, <laughs> see how the universe works? Didn't know she had prime until I just put it out there. Tell her you got to manifest that, y'all. Listen. First, first you got to uh, you got to believe it. Then you got to receive it. And then you'll achieve it. And then you'll achieve it. Oh, I think that, I guess I could constitute my positive. Oh, there you go. Your positive thought. Yeah. For the end of the show. Yeah, I normally don't even do it first. So you go ahead, you know. Yeah. Let, tell the people something. Mine is um, 
don't don't become roommates with a friend. That's Yo, it. that's gospel. That's it. That's gospel, honestly. I learned that the hard way. Yeah. The very hard way. And I told myself I wouldn't do it again. Matter of fact, I told myself I wouldn't want a roommate again. But if I did have was in a situation to get a move, no. Yeah, I move. I move back in with my family before I get a room. Not anybody room. that you want to remain your friend. Yeah, because that's where you start learning. You know, shit you just don't like. Yes. Yeah. But I also gotta let y'all know. A wise man once said. Here we go. Now this one's real good. This one, because I don't know if you saw the post I made the other day where I said you, um, you weren't promised today. Yet here you are. So go ahead and you know make the most of it. Live it up. Continue to strive for joy. Use this day to strive for uh, blessings and joy in abundance. What man said that? No, that's what I'm saying. I said that. Oh. That day. <laughs> Are you the wise man today? No, no, no. no. Oh, okay. Get to the one. So I'm saying that prompted me to realize to correlate it with something a wise man wants. Because, like, you know, yesterday could have sucked for you, right? Mm-hmm. Work, go ahead and work on making today better. Prepare for tomorrow. You're not even promised. It's better to be prepared than get ready, right? So that's a, wise, true. a wise man once said, Birthdays was the worst days. Now we sip champagne when we thirsty. Uh, damn right I like the life I live. Because I went from negative to positive, And it's all good. How you shake your head at that? That's literally what that is. He told me how he had bad days. Right. Now he's living life better now. And enjoying it. Went from negative to positive. That's that's really what it is. You, you start get change your thoughts and your mindset. And go ahead and start manifesting, and things just start, just start coming through for you. Take it from Tufts. Take it from Tufts. Yeah, I remember people started recently putting up this uh, mean thing, and kind of said, and I'm paraphrasing. It was like, um, when you think about a yellow car, that's when you start seeing yellow cars on the road. When that you, is true. When you think about like a certain that song, that's when true. you start noticing that song. So he said, unless you know. It's about how you focus your thoughts. Yes, that is, it is, you're right. Just yeah. like when you buy a car. Right. As you, soon as you buy a you car, that you car all, all that over the road. All over the road. So you That's your no thoughts more. manifesting. Them That's cars true. always been there. That's true. So yeah. Go ahead and do that. That is true. On that note, y'all, you know, um, I guess we'll close y'all out by saying, you know, whether we feed your brain, your funny bone, or your something to do, we're just happy to be feeding you. Because around here at Sunday dinner, everyone eats. And on that note, we out! Sunday dinner is presented by the Nitty in the City podcast. All views and opinions expressed by the individuals on this program are those of solely those of said individuals and do not necessarily represent the views of this program, Nitty in the City, or any of its affiliates. The original background music is provided by Lance Chris. Special thanks to all of the financial supporters of the Nitty in the City podcast. For more information on how you can support Nitty in the City, send email correspondence to Nitty in the City, that's one word, at gmail.com.